that's you. That's who you are. I know you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media. EliasRoushMedia.com. Excuse me. Pardon me. Pardon me. I already paid. Just want to pay my respects. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Just want to pay my compliments. Hey, excellent coffee, fantastic service. Buy yourself something nice. So today we are discussing episodes 5 through 10, and I just wanted to let that ride a little bit. I love the music in this. I think that season 1 specifically has some of uh, the best music transitions and um, just overall editing as a whole, um, writing, direction, uh, cinematography, that, this, that, the other. Um, I am going to kind of choose some of the best scenes, I think, that are in season, in, in each episode, because we don't have time to go through each episode, so I'm going to choose a scene from each episode, say why I believe it's the most important, and um, yeah, kind of uh, really adjust us in the world of season one of Mr. Robot, so um, it's extremely difficult to kind of uh, uh, do an episode-by-episode recap, so I think that for the sake of the podcast, I would honestly recommend going and watching episodes 5 through 10. Go ahead and complete the season. We'll just call this a wrap-up, and uh, it'll allow us to talk more freely through season 1 about what's, uh, you know, what's happening and what's going on. Um, so that we can kind of do a a larger recap than usual. But, um, yeah, the episode five is the break-in of Steel Mountain, which I believe is a take on Iron Valley or something like that. Is it like a real-life uh, security tech tech hub or something like that that is in real life? It's somewhat of a spinoff. Um, I really enjoy this specific episode because, well, it's an actual breaking in it actually it's actually uh it's somewhat of a heist in a way and it's really exciting and and, and the way it's edited directed and um uh performed is amazing and once again we get one of Elliot's best performances as uh, sorry uh, Rami Malek's best performances as um Elliot in this episode dissecting yet another individual i mean one thing I don't know if I've made clear through the last couple episodes, uh, give, I had sorry, I'm, I'm kind of scatterbrained from uh, doing some traveling at the last week, so bear with me. Um, just got back from Vegas, so um, yeah. The overall consensus on this character is that not only is he a computer hacker, but he is a social engineered hacker, and he and his team are able to socially engineer their way into 
the Steel Mountain um, facility. And um, not only are they going through, you know, behind the scenes of, you know, changing uh, who they are on Wikipedia, but they're also going and using some of their core human fun- fundamental skills and saying stuff like, uh, you know, how do they tear down a person? So at one point they have to tear down this one character named Bob. And it is one of, I think, the most intense scenes in season one, honestly. Um, this this is uh, the breaking down of, of Bob. Someone exposes the thing you fear most about yourself. Answer me! Answer me! Get up. for a day but let's be honest no one would give a shit they wouldn't the few people that would feel obligated to go to your funeral would probably be annoyed and leave as early as possible that's who you are what you are. You're nothing to anyone, to everyone. Think about it, Bill. Because if you do, if you let yourself, you'll know I'm telling you the truth. So instead of wasting any more of my time, I need you to go call someone that matters. Because, Bill, you don't. So, I mean, it's almost as if Elliot just straight up takes on a completely new persona and just tearing down Bill. Bill, in a quick edit, shows shown how he's been in the sales team and how he has basically no friends because of the social media post of him and only his cats. Um, it's very interesting just uh, to see the way Elliot does that. And he even goes to apologize. Um, Mr. Robot tells him, obviously, don't do that. Um, but from throughout the episode, uh, we find out from there... Um, uh, he, they have to go through Wendy, and then Wendy has to show them, you know, a, a certain place in Steel Mountain so that they can plant a chip, except Tyrell Wellick happens to be there at the plant, which is also another awkward scene. Um, we get some uh, Shayla, good Shayla action in here um, as a, a kind of an inter- interesting little gal at um, the diner. Um, we have... Um, also in this episode, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, 
Tyrell also calls uh, Elliot on his shit, saying that he knows about Terry Colby, um, the setup and everything about that, but he doesn't know exactly why, except for he thinks that it was revenge for some reason. Um, so uh, Elliot plants the stuff that needs to go on uh, Steel Mountain's uh, air conditioning climate or whatever. Um, let's see... Angela obviously goes back home to uh, her dad, and uh, he's basically... He he understands how big of an asshole Ollie was at the time, so that, you know, obviously just gets brushed under. Um, let's see. Tyrell and his wife, <clears throat> Joanna, uh are still scheming in the back of the car, like they always do. They're always trying to find out what they want, what uh, the new CTO of E-Corp wants. And so they're, um, they're scheming in the back of the car for that. Um, Dark Army's Cisco's con... Uh, Darlene's, Cisco, Darlene's contact for the Dark Army is Cisco, who is also her ex-boyfriend, who they're trying to figure out why the Dark Army's kind of pulling out on all the things they're doing. Um, basically, uh, they think that it's, uh, reckless from, from what we can tell. Um, excellent scene with Scott Knowles and Tyrell Wellick basically s verbally sparring, trying to figure out what each other wants. Mostly, it, it appears that Tyrell wants control of the CTO position, um, and he's going through Scott Wells' wife in order to do that. And we also get that incredibly, I don't want to say sensual, but this very interesting moment of Tyrell walking in on Scott Knowles' wife using the restroom. And at one point, he just stands and hovers over her for an elongated time and I'm not going to play the clip because you really I mean it's all um, I don't think they say that much but um, she kind of pulls back at one point um, and pulls her legs apart for a brief second and then Tyrell walks away slowly and you know says it was a lovely evening kind of thing I don't really know the first time I saw that I was like I, I didn't believe that she was uh, into Ty World at all. But by the end of episode, uh, I don't know what episode it is that they're on the rooftop, um, I realized that, yeah, that she was actually interested in him, interested in him at that point. Because I previously thought that she was offended by what he had said, something like, how do you stand <laughs> to listen to Scott talk? Um, anyways... Uh, by uh, the end of the episode, episode five, um, Elliot, Robot, and, and the team get back, and we, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. He's, oh, uh, Darlene is, uh, extremely pissed at the Dark Army, that they are kind of pulling out in a way. Basically, from what I can understand, uh, 
is that the Dark Army has to initiate their hack at the same time that the F Society has to initiate their hack as well. So um, if one doesn't do it, then the other's not going to work. Um, and there's obviously been tons and tons of work on their part for it. So uh, what else do we have? At the end of this episode, they do not... Um, let me see. They do not um, initiate the hack at that point, but we are shown Angela um, is checking through, you know, stuff at her house, at her old house, um, no longer living with Ollie at this point, and um, she sees all the money that uh, it looks like debt, debt um, pileups and paperwork and all of that type of stuff and. Um, it looks like it might really show um, the direction in which Angela decides to, to continue on. By the end of episode um, five, we find out that um, Shayla has been, uh, I believe this is the episode, Shayla is, yeah, Shayla has been taken by Pharaoh Venanda, I think is his name. Um, or his brother, and I remember seeing this, and I was fucking like, oh my gosh, we gotta fucking get this next episode, we gotta get this guy, we gotta whoop some ass, and instantly, you jump into the next episode, and I'm assuming you've already watched episode 6 by this point, we know what happens at the end of episode 6, so we should just talk about it as if we've watched all of episode 6, because of how tragic it is let me get a little bit of uh, caffeine in my system so I don't feel like I'm hubba dubba in around I feel the sensation fight or flight it's constant I should just pick one I Elliot Alderson am flight I am fear I am anxiety actually see when they first meet. If I could go back and undo this. I can't. You promised me. I'm gonna get 
get you out of this, okay? Time's up. Let's go. So that's one of the the worst feelings is seeing just something completely messed up go down and everyone sits there and just acts like it's normal. I I've talked about this in a few horror movies that I've seen. I mean uh I think Midsummer uh was one of the movies that just oh my gosh, it's it's kind of an example of that. It's just everybody is just uh, kind of playing it in a way that they don't want to be involved, they don't want to seem involved, and they don't want to help. And so we really get a glimpse into how much pull uh, Vera has into this, uh, Fernanda Vera has into this restaurant and into this uh, gang that he's apparently got um, leverage in. And so we see by this first, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly how to, how to put it in a good way, but there really is no good way. That's pretty much the last scene we have with Shayla. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure by that point. She is in the back of the trunk in the episode, and we even get a glimpse of that as well. And uh, we know what Fernando wants. He wants to escape jail, which, unfortunately, by the end of the episode, we find out what happens. And uh, it's just, <laughs> it sucks, you know, just thinking that Shayla's in the back of the trunk at that point. Um, on the other B plot, we have Angela that is talking to one of the, a lawyer that was previously working on the um, All Safe, or sorry, E Corp case where they were talking about the emissions scandal that killed her folks. Um, that I mean, there's not too much to say on that front. I honestly found it. It's not as interesting as I think they're trying to make it be, to be, because I think it, that, that storyline kind of sags in a way. Um, but it ultimately does lead to an interesting conversation with Terry Colby. Um, so, let me see. At this point, we do not know much more about Darlene. Um, but coming from knowing more about her in the in the future we know why um we want to keep her away from these bad guys more than her just being a hacker um so one of the more interesting scenes in this episode i would say is the scott scott knowles tyrell scene and i love the cinematography and the blocking in this shot the way the camera angled is angled on these characters because it's it's not like a it's just a typical boardroom probably in a in one of these you know multi million dollar skyscrapers but I mean the the room's not especially interesting but I do find the way that when they are talking to each other um, <laughs> that um, it the the camera kind of pulls up 
and makes them look more powerful than you know or than they normally would if the camera was just like shooting down at them um i just <laughs> looking at the disgust on Tyrell's face in this is just uh <laughs> is uh, very interesting right now in front of me you are not going to be cto I want to see that look wash over your face. It's the only way I know you'll stop playing these silly, silly games. Oh, I'm fully aware you're CTO, Scott. I'm not sure what more I can offer you. Wait. Here. I feel bad, after all. You got a child on the way, you need all the help you can get. In fact, this would probably pay off the rest of your mortgage. Aren't you still in that neat little two-bedroom in Chelsea? There. That's a look I was looking for. That scowl, that scowl shoots from a thousand miles. I mean, it is deadly. Let me just say, I uh, I think that's probably the best scene in this episode, um, with the exception of maybe um, Elliot at the very end. We do get to see a good reaction in the next scene after that between Tyrell and Joanna and saying, um, we really do find out what, what they want and and it's the CTO power position and they wanted to use his wife to do it. So um at this point uh robot stops Elliot in the middle of the apartment when he's trying to go up um a few times he's just going in and out of his apartment trying to help trying to figure out the situation. Robot tells him they're a lost cause. Um because what you and I know by the end of this episode, yes, she was dead by the minute she started working with the maniac. That's, I mean, pretty much exactly what he says. Um, there is one thing that uh, he, Robot says at this point. Let me see. Let me see. Here we go. This is the old Elliot. The one who turns to morphine, to drugs when he feels weak. A coward who can't face the truth, even though it's staring him right in the face. There's that sensation again. Fight or flight. Three lives at stake, including my own. I, Elliot Alderson, am... What? Tom Petty? Pink Floyd? Van Halen? As he says, I am what, he's staring directly at Mr. Robot. So, honestly, sometimes it's a little bit more on the nose than others. Um, he ends up going to meet with Fernando Vera, and he is holding the host he's holding leverage over Fernando, saying that if you do anything to Shayla, basically, um, I'm going to release all your information, you're going to lose all of your money and contacts, you know, and all that other stuff. Um, Fernando's brother in a few scenes later is trying to just, uh, Isaac Vera is trying to take out 
Elliot uh, Alderson at this point. And uh, I do think that he makes a pretty convincing argument. I, I, there, at no point did I think that he was going to take Elliot out, um, given what happens at the very end of this episode. It's uh, pretty crazy that uh, Isaac is the one that ends up being taken down, from what I what I recall. Um, but <sighs> the whole thing with Shayla is totally totally bucked up although one plot somewhat of a plot hole i think is what happened to shayla's body i guess shayla's body is found but is elliot's dna like anywhere near that i by episode seven we find out that there's been some time progression and people know about shayla and by this point, they know that Elliot had been uh, had been talking to Shayla for at least a little bit. I think there is a there is several episodes worth of stuff that happens between six and seven that I felt should have been addressed. Um, let me see. I need to get some water. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um. So yeah, the episode 7 starts off with the flashback of when Shayla and Elliot first meet. And it gets you all in the feels. I, I'll tell you, I, I'm just like, I was not ready for a lo- all of that. Um, let me see, what else do we have? We find out the origin of how um, Vera even became in in the picture, honestly. Let me see what else we got. And it's a... It's a five, five, six minute scene before the, um, I guess it's a cold opening is what what it is. Um, I always found it weird that this episode started off with um, them showing the um, the dirty outlet that Elliot eventually tells his therapist um, that she needs to she needs to clean and, and when she's uh, she tells Krista that she needs to clean her sockets or something like that. I don't I don't remember. I still have no idea what 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 that would what that would mean. Um, Angela on the B plot is with her um, lawyer trying to meet with E-Corp's lawyers. And I think by this point, oh yeah, Gideon is trying to talk to him about um, what happened with Shayla. So um, this is probably the one scene that I find the most interesting coming up. I don't need time off. I'm good. I'm one more thing. Look. I'm so sorry she was taken away, Elliot. But don't let her death close you off entirely. Find someone you can be your honest self with. Okay? I remember when I was a kid, I got into web design by ripping off sites I liked. All you had to do was view source on your browser, and there it was, the code. You could copy-paste it, modify it a little, put your name on it, and like that, it was your site. View source. 
What if we had that for people? Would people really want to see? Found someone to be your honest self with. Bullshit. So they have people that have signs all over their... uh, (laughs) All over their, uh, they're like hanging signs on their chest, and they, and it's like their honest self, and it's like one says, "I steal," "I, I cheat on my husband," "I, uh, I'm a bulimic," um, "Oh, sorry, I pretended to love my husband." One says, "I'm empty inside." <laughs> uh, let me see what else. I love feet. I got a nose job. I'm scared of sex. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a pretty wide variety of um, honesties or truths, if you want to call them, or just I don't know, just signs to hold up. I don't know. They're not very specific to anything, um, but uh, I I find it pretty interesting that <laughs> I hate my family. <laughs> oh, that's a funny one. Um, I don't know. I feel like some people were kind of blunt with about that, you know. Um, but uh, Elliot has no problem telling him. Really good advice. Thanks. I quote: "The U.S. contingent of the hacker group F Society so. remain quiet since the upheaval inflicted." <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that that cracks me up so much. I, I think it's it's an effective. Uh, way of conveying an interesting message probably is what I would say. Um, so continuing on, um, oh, this is a great episode to choose a lot of, uh, sound bites from, honestly, and I just, uh, the, the next episode I think is noteworthy is, uh, next episode, next scene is Tyrell is, uh, he's offended by some of the dickheads that work for him, Dwight. Stan, Jeremy, you're fired. I mean, he seriously he he does he does a Tyrell spaz, and I love a good Tyrell spaz. Um, I just think that I sure you <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to do a quick rewind on it. This shit's too funny not to. Oh oh, let's see. Yes. You'll never be able to afford that tuition and unemployment. Sorry? You're fired! No. <laughs> <laughs> you too as well. I'm making sure you all receive the minimum severance packages. M- Mr. Wellick... I don't understand. What did we do? Nothing. <laughs> I don't know why I find it just one of the most interesting uh, 
uh, performances in this single episode. I think it's one of the most dynamically shot one when it comes to, you know, Stan, Lawrence, Jeremy, you're fired! I mean, they just, he just spazzes on them. And he, you, you know that he's pissed about, you know, the CTO positions and stuff like the, what's going on with that. But he's also pissed off because they were talking about um, some of the uh people some of the people with some of the guys within um e corp were going gay for career advances and stuff like that and that's not exactly we can't prove that yes or no for uh Tyrell but we do know that he is at least bisexual um Next episode, so why do I keep saying next episode? Next scene is Angela and her lawyer talking about more about the how dangerous it is to go after E Corp. It's like, yeah, 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 but we already know what's going to happen, so don't play around with us. Um, the next scene is Ramiro and Mr. Robot having a nice little uh chit chat about you know the hack and what needs to be done and so basically honestly he's basically threatening Ramiro that he doesn't if he doesn't give back and you know what's going to happen kind of business and I mean between you and I the listener you the audience I don't I don't think that Robot would have the guts to take out Ramiro I think he's he's just got brass balls and he just doesn't give a shit. Um, I think he's a bull, big bullshitter, though. Um, let's see what else, what else, what else, what else. Um, next scene is Terry Colby being the biggest, widest ass he could be. I mean, he is the epitome of... Just privilege at its worst. I don't know how much better to say it. He's just being the cock. Okay, here we go. When Angela says, um, uh, you know, I need you to testify against the people that were, you know, that, that were in the room that this was happening to. Basically, Angela's trying to get uh, E Corp and shit to go down because of what happened, or at least pay for it, um, but she was the end, I mean, we, we know, you know what he has to say, I just think that he's a fucking narcissistic asshole, um, talking about what she needs to do before asking a question is, you know, get on her knees type shit, and it's just completely disrespectful, and honestly, I assumed a little bit better than that from him, um, Next scene, Elliot takes um, his pup who has eaten one of the, I think, some sort of microchip or something like that, or has a microchip stuck in him, or USB or something like that, um, to go get, you know, pup fixed up. Um, Darlene wants to talk to uh, the Dark Army, so she sets up, she sets up uh, a meeting with the Dark Army. And White Rose through Cisco's user handle, and he is just livid. 
Next scene, Terry Colby and Angela are together back again. Um, Angela had left the last scene because, you know, she told him, basically, he told her to fuck off. And she ends up coming back. He wants to talk. And he tells them, he tells her basically it was just an ordinary afternoon raining with shrimp cocktail outside. Uh, or sorry, not shrimp cocktail, outside. <laughs> no, no, it was raining outside and they were having shrimp cocktail. And they just he just doesn't have anything, you know, juicy that he really wants to say. He just want, it's, It was an ordinary, ordinary day when they were signing papers that, you know, led to the decision of, I think it was asbestos in the, in the factory or whatever chemicals killed Angela's uh, mother. And, uh, yeah, Terry is kind of unrelenting about it, and he, he just says, you know, you move on. You don't think about it. You're not affected by it, by the decisions they're making. And you can see how big corporations and people like him just sign things away and do things that they clearly don't give a shit about. And uh, you can see how that happens in today's politics as well. Next scene is uh, the the party at E-Corp with uh, invitation for CTO Scott uh, Knowles to become, um, you know, the star of attention at this party. And so... Tyrell takes this advantage. He takes advantage of this to take uh, Mrs. Knowles upstairs and have a little conversation. Um, in between this happening, Gideon is scolding Angela back at Allsafe, saying that she cannot work there because this is going to tank their company if they take out e-corp um because e-corp is all safe's biggest uh client from what i can tell um now this next scene with tyrell and um sharon knowles um one it starts off very hot i'll give it that i love how romantic it looks with the city lights and um the blurred out view i mean they can if you shoot on top of a skyscraper like this, or I, I can't, exa- this looks like a real, it doesn't look like a set, it looks like they were actually up there, um, but I would say it's probably one of the most gorgeous views you can get, and you can get that nice bokeh effect too, um, with the blurring of the lights in the back, but boy, this sure does turn dark, um, I was just not expecting the uh, intensity and the passion and the ferocity that happens um, from from this. will say it is difficult to watch even though it's shot beautifully 
the overhead views with the cars going by. Good music choice. It is scary as shit to see, you know, her, her struggle. I, it's it's it, it's hard to watch. I will say that. Um, but as soon as he comes to realization of what he's done. It stops. And based based off his reaction, it looks like he lost control. It does not look like he had planned to do this. I've seen a lot of episodes of Robot, and I'll tell you now, I still can't tell if he meant to do this or not. And even with the DNA covering and everything, I just feel like there's just tons of DNA and, and, and motive, too. I mean, jeez. The motive alone. So, yeah. That, that's one of the most notable scenes in this episode, I think, right before we hop into the next one. Um, yeah. Beautifully executed, but also horrifying as well. Um, let me see. We see Darlene recruiting um, Trenton in the next episode again as well, and we see you know how they um, are kind of bonding to come up, you know come up with a plan for the hack, and it really is kind of a puzzle piece moving episode in a way. We also get uh, Krista back. I, I wasn't actually sure if we were going to get Krista back because uh, me I you know. At the beginning of this, she has, you know, dirty outlets. But, I mean, coming back to the end of this has something to do with, you know, cleaning them out or something like that. Or I, I, I couldn't exactly say it. Uh, maybe coming clean? That might be it. Okay, so let's talk about this last episode. Last, this last scene in this episode. Jeez, I cannot talk today. Um, so... Um, when Elliot goes into Krista's office, and let me see, let me see, set this up, turn it up. I think this is going you told to. Tell me, I should tell you the truth. This will describe him yes. as a social hacker. Everything I say will still be protected. And confidential. I've been lying to you. I don't take my pills. But you don't either. Your refill frequency for Ativan doesn't match your prescription divided by the dosage. This morning... You bought a tall hazelnut latte, paid for it on your evil corp card. By text, you justified the indulgence to your sister because evil corp gives you double rewards, but those points only accumulate on travel expenses. You're not good with money. On paper, your Thursday 2 o'clock, Marilyn O'Brien is your doppelganger. I think you're encouraging her to leave her husband because you're tired of being dumped. 
You like porn, especially anal. Whether you like it yourself, I don't know. That's not relevant to me. You've told your best friend Jennifer that you wish your mom would die. I sometimes watch you on your webcam. You cry sometimes. Just like me. Because you're lonely. I don't just hack you, Krista. I hack everyone. My friends, co-workers. But I've helped a lot of people. I want a way out of loneliness. Just like you. Is that what you wanted to hear? Honestly, it leaves me speechless every time. I think that is such a phenomenal performance by not only uh, Rami Malek, but also Krista uh, Gordon. Um, sorry, I don't have her real name pulled up. But, um, wow. it's it, We find out so much information, just that he is not just hacking them socially, just checking out their Facebook, looking at their bank account. He's watching them on their webcam, like, dog, dog, <laughs> that's, uh, that seems like a different show that is not being shown. It, I, I, it would completely change my perception if we had ever seen Elliot watching Krista cry through her, uh, you know, on her laptop or something like that. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, so that basically describes almost probably what he does to everybody, um, you know, friends and um, and others alike. Probably his, you know, his boss as well. Um, yeah, it's it's quite an a wallop of an ending. Um, the beginning of this episode starts with Darlene and some big shot talking about how he gets paid a lot to. Uh, uh, you know, to be smart, um, some banker. She ends up stealing his gun, and I think that's all she steals, maybe a little bit of cash. Um, we're on episode 8 at this point, 1.7 white rose dot M, M 4 V. We also see that Darlene and Angela know each other, um... I want to say that's the first scene that we really see them together. Let me see anything else. we got to check out. At the beginning of this episode, we do see uh, Elliot looking at that... The, uh, what's it called? The the painting of the barns, of people walking in the barns, and then on the other side is, I think, people leaving the barns. 
um, and maybe someone from the gate looking out, looking at everyone and going into the barn. I'm not sure what that means, honestly. There's a lot of imagery in this uh, show that honestly requires listening to multiple podcasts, multiple outlets, finding out all this ridiculous shit. And uh, honestly, I've done all of that and I still can't find out. Sometimes I think it's left purposely open to interpretation. Um, so uh, the scene that really caught my eye in this is... Um, <laughs> is uh, Tyrell coming back to work and just being completely shaken. Um, having to talk to Gideon about, you know, I think it's some sort of honeypot. And uh, talking about the C23 uh, data hack that happened in episode one. Basically, they want to make sure that they can capture all the hackers going into it. Uh, Tyrell does some digging into it, finds out so- someone named F Society. Um, let's see, uh, he ends up leaving work, doesn't want to be messed with because cops are asking about the Sharon Knowles stuff and he's, uh, you know, he has to act like he doesn't know about it. Um, Ollie ends up being told that he has to give, um, uh, he has to give information, looks like hard drives to Elliot and, uh, I, at this point, I don't think Elliot understands that that's Dark Army holding something over Ollie. Um, Elliot ends up hacking him, finding out what's going on, and uh, Angela is involved. Um, In this next scene, Tyrell finds out... Tyrell and Joanna are talking about the... uh, Well, sorry. Tyrell and Joanna are at home, and... um, I think at this point... Yeah, at this point, Joanna does not know that Sharon's dead, and she thinks that there's probably evidence uh, with Tyrell or something like that that they had been doing some stuff. She does. I don't think she knows about the the murder at this point, and so um, Elliot goes to confront Angela, saying that he didn't. You know, you could have told me that you're being hacked and you're being told to do all this, and Angela does really doesn't want to be helped. There's a through line with her always wanted to do, kind of do her own thing. Um, and we also get an interesting scene between White Rose and Elliot, and I've watched this scene numerous times, and a couple things we find out is that she, she says they'll never meet again, so is this the only scene they're ever going to have? Um... She's all about time, and she doesn't really like to dilly-dally. She likes to always have, you know, uh, she always likes to be on time, on schedule, that type of stuff. Um, So, uh, let me see. Basically, Elliot wants to put the hack on, but they need to have the permission with White Rose. Mr. Borderson, after I leave, they will never see me again. There are very few people in my life that I have enough time to see more than once, and you are not one of them. Trust me. It's not going to matter. 
Why are you doing all of this? The hack. Why are you working with us? So I always found this episode kind of a little lopsided in a way. 50 hours and 20 minutes left. I need to figure this out. Gideon's been spying on me the whole time. Honeypot's service order. Shit. I gotta do that now. Security token. Gideon's phone. I need his phone. 50 hours and 19 minutes left. Damn. She infected me with her time paranoia. We're all living in each other's paranoia. You definitely can't argue that. Is that why everyone tries to avoid each other? I need to calm down. I wish I could be an observer like you. Then I could think more calmly. I do like this scene. It's kind of fourth wall breaking in a way. This is comfortable. Less stressful. In fact, I feel like I can see everything. Know everything this way. From there, we fig- you know, Elliot figures out how to get Gideon's phone through. Um, I think it's it's not is it hacking all safe or is it just a diversion of hacking all safe? Anyways, um, they get everyone in all safe to to go watch this um, video while Elliot goes and hacks Gideon's phone and Gideon calls him on it saying that you know everyone's in there you're not. Uh, you're not participating with the company. Um, and from there, uh, Elliot is allowed to um, tell whoever needs to be... Um, they, they need to remove the honeypot, which is basically which tr- what tricks the hackers or something like that, from what I, what I can tell. It's like a diversion of what they want hackers to hack into so that you don't actually hack into the real system. Um, next scene is Mr. Robot and uh, Tyrell meeting at the... Uh, looks like kind of near F-Society, honestly. And we get hardly any information at this point. Um... And Tyrell says, you know, I know your dirty little secret, which I believe would be the Terry Colby stuff or the F Society stuff. I'm not really sure which one it is yet. Um, But ultimately, we don't find out that much between the two. They're talking kind of in code almost, almost as if they don't want the audience to know. But, But we will find out. And so the next episode, God. The next scene, the next scene is Tyrell talking to Joanna, saying that, um, saying that it doesn't matter about the CTO position. They need, they need to reach for something higher. They need, um, they need, let me see, a shortcut to, uh, we haven't been looking up at what's above us. And Joanna says, what's above us? And he says, Gott. Gott. God. And it is completely 
just out of left corner. We have no idea what Tyrell is talking about, want, you know, God. And Joanna is way more focused on just like the here, the now, the, the, the tangible. So Tyrell looks like he's losing his shit. And as soon as that's happening, we got the two uh, detectives, Jones and Detective Quatlander, that seems straight from like a 1980s, you know, detective novel. Like, I'm going to have to ask you a few questions now, right, you see? And uh, it seems like your cliche um, detectives that I like, honestly. It's like old school. Um, Joanna ends up taking the lead in this. As the detectives are about to take a seat, she walks in the kitchen and somehow, I think, ends up uh, initiating her pregnancy with a fork or something. I was like, I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened. But they need to put that fork away so they don't see that. Um, Yeah, and... uh, I I mean what the heck what the heck did she do? Anyways, next scene. Uh, well, we I mean in that in that scene, hold on, before that, Joanna and Tyrell, you find out how far she's willing to go for him or for the family. Next scene, Darlene and Elliot are meeting. What looks like in a very similar location to where Mister Robot and. Uh, Tyrell were meeting near the Ferris wheel and you know they're so they're all excited that they're actually going to do the hack Darlene starts screaming out of you know just laughter just excitement she just absolutely is thrilled with having the dark army on on board and Elliot for the first time actually looks happy and from the first perspective of seeing this, you really do think that wow, she is uh she's coming on to him and and she she even says, you know, I you know, I love you so much and let's uh let's just take a look. You know that I love you so much. Oh, my God, Elliot, what the fuck? I'm, I'm sorry. What I'm, the hell is wrong with you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I thought, I just, I'm sorry. Oh, my God, Elliot. Did you forget again? Did you forget who I am? What do you mean? Forget what? Elliot, I need you to tell me who you think I am. What are you talking about? Tell me right now. What are you saying? Elliot. Of course I didn't forget. Darlene. You're Darlene. You're Darlene. 
sister. You're my sister. So, I mean, this is the biggest drop, the bombshell of the century on season one of Mr. Robot. And I, you know, to this day, I don't even think I've seen that many better bombshells straight up like I see dead people straight shit. It is intense. It is crazy. It is uh, paranoia at its best. It's like, oh my gosh, if this was your first time watching it, you were like, oh my freaking gosh, Darlene is a sister. He just tried to kiss his sister. Oh my Lanta, is he crazy? He's going to look up himself. Did he erase himself from the internet? Does he exist? He doesn't exist? Oh my Lanta. I mean, it is, it's like bombshell after bombshell gone. Nothing. No identity. I'm a ghost. after he starts to look up you know some more information on himself he might have a cd on himself the blank one the blank cd so what could be on that blank cd he clicks it he opens the file he knows the password first photo he sees is of Mr. Robot and Jesus. Oh, it looks like a cathedral or some sort. Looks like they got some old photos of Christian Slater too. Mr. Robot and young, young Elliot. So he just clicks through a million different photos. Them at Halloween, dressed up as, you know, Back to the Future. Them on vacation, them doing this, them riding bikes, them doing that. The photo, they bring the photo out. Darlene's in the photo, he remembers her. The family's there. I think we should talk. So, yes, it is quite 
a bombshell to drop on everyone. I I was quite surprised, honestly, when they when they did that. The first time I saw Darlene, that bombshell, and then the fact that you find out about Mr. Robot being his father, all in one episode, almost within five minutes, I was like, this probably could have been pushed back a little bit more, but it happens in such a way, like, oh my gosh, oh my land, oh my land. So it's like, it's turned up to 11. So honestly, I think that is where the arc kind of comes with the season one um, arc. I really do think they could have cut off uh, season one around honestly at the end of eight that would have been amazing i still like how it ends at the end of nine ten still works as well but it does feel like they start to run out of steam just at the very end of episode one the pacing for season one is probably the best so far out of all of the seasons um uh give or take three so far i, I, I i'll talk more about three um but yeah, I will say that, you know, finding out all of that information so quickly, it did lead me to be like, I gotta tell everybody about this show. I was like, this is crazy. Y'all gotta see this. <laughs> um, the next uh, episode, finally, I got to say it at the right time. The next episode shows uh, just the datedness of it. It's sometime in the mid-90s, 1994 maybe. Um, it shows the beginning of where the Mr. Robot store was, and it was ended up being a store owned by um, his pops. And um, this is an interesting scene. It's this one businessman says that his accuses um, um, Christian Slater uh, is you know, accuses him of. Um, I guess it's, it's Mr. Alderson accuses Mr. Alderson of. Um, helping his son get away with um, uh, stealing money. And there was this central through line that that Elliot was talking to Mr. Alderson at the very beginning, or Mr. Robot at the season in one, episode two or three, or it might even have been one, when he said, you know, my father always said that if uh, you deserve whatever you take or something like that, and... I know I just botched that, but I, I remember that he was kind of for, um, you know, kind of not exactly ripping people off, but if they are jerks or something like that, then he has no problem taking what he needs. And uh, they end up using that $20 that Elliot actually did take to go see a movie. Um, uh, go see Pulp Fiction, actually, which would have been 94, I believe. Um, <laughs> let's see. So one of the best scenes I would say in this is, um, I will say young Elliot is a very, is a, is a great actor. Um, well, I, maybe not great, but I mean, he's, he, he portrays Elliot in a interesting fashion. I, I like what he's doing. Um, you know, he's good for a young actor is what I'd say. Um, I do enjoy seeing the progression of the Mr. Robot store and the title sequence for this store for this uh, episode is probably the best seeing the Mr. Robot store go from a, a, a dry cleaning store to a, fla a floral shop to um, I think it's a tattoo shop then and eventually an e-corp bank of e um, kind of like an America bank of America shop um, yeah so it is an interesting um, 
transition is what I would say. Let me see. Uh, this is an interesting episode with the beginning because Elliot is absolutely freaking the fuck out and he doesn't understand what's going on and uh, Mr. Robot is trying to you know comfort him. Next scene, we do get a, a lovely scene between uh, his husband and Gideon and his husband. I do think that it's uh, it's a great scene because we don't see this kind of human interaction between um, two gay men on screen. It does you know either it's something terribly negative. No, or not terribly negative, just something that they always have to overcome regarding their sexuality. This is not anything they're talking about regarding their sexuality. This is way more business and way more family-oriented, talking about, you know, failures in business. And I really found it very sentimental and uh, sweet, honestly, because, um, you, you know, I don't I don't care what is shown on screen. I, you know, I, you know, put all the homosexual sex we want on screen because there's all the home there's all the uh heterosexual sex on screen so uh i'm all for it but i also do like the sweet scenes between just two people that we don't see that much um and they, they don't have tons of scenes together um but they you know the acting and the writing really sets it in a tone that you know makes you feel makes it feel genuine and i like that um the next scene is Angela finding out that Elliot is freaking out and he, she needs to go meet um, Darlene about it. Um, they kind of have a little bit of animosity about Angela, uh, about Darlene even coming back to the city, saying that, you know, that's making him stress out more. Um, we get a dark little message about um, fucking um, Elliot finding out, or Elliot says he was always taking the train that was most likely to derail on the way home, so they didn't have to go home. I mean, jeez, um, and you know, he, I, I don't know, just sounds terrible. Um, but uh, let me see. There's one thing about this episode he discusses. I'll figure this out. Trust me, I wouldn't either, but I'm telling you, I'm remembering more and more now as time goes on. That's a plus. It's all starting to come back. And once we get all the answers, I'll be back to normal. Except for the fact that my dead father isn't really dead and is sitting across from me. Give you guys a moment to yourselves. Which I so, later, okay? it, he, uh, Elliot does address how he doesn't trust us and we shouldn't trust him in a way that makes me as a viewer slightly uncomfortable. Just like I'm not always 100% sold on uh, unreliable narrators and it appears that this guy, Elliot, might be her. Might be, sorry, might be her. Might be one. Um, sorry, the next scene started and I was like, what? Uh, uh, jo Joanna in the next scene is, um, he says Tyrell, sorry, he says, I'm getting all my shit mixed up. Joanna says 
Tyrell, you better straighten up, otherwise we're going to eject you, like eject seat from this family, like ASAP Rock. And um, in in that process of her telling her that, telling Tyrell that she said that she had given up a baby when she was about 14 or 15 and kind of always regretted it. Um, I don't really know what that has to do with him kind of having to shape up and get part of this family. Um, let me see. Well, let me see, let me see. I didn't, you know, she says I didn't need, she tries to erase that moment from her day. She tries to erase that moment every day. And she thinks it's cruel what she did giving up her baby. Um, I still don't understand. Yeah, I really don't understand what what the purpose was. Maybe to give her just more background. But, I mean, it doesn't... I guess it sort of gives her motivation. I, I, I'm i trying to find what her giving up her baby would for adoption would be in terms of, um, you know... <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know. I... I it says that she doesn't want him. She's not the man that he, um, that she wanted to be married to anymore. But I mean, what does that have to do with her giving up a baby? I, do we know this baby? Do we? Uh, Joanna doesn't seem old enough to uh, have had any of the main characters on screen, so I don't think it's any of ours. Um, so uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, Gideon is, uh, trying to figure out about, uh, you know, the, let me see, let me see what he's trying to do. One of my employees dropped off yesterday. I'm sorry you wasted the trip. Everything's gone. Oh, yeah, it was the, the hard drives. This is the hard drives where I, I think this is the place where uh, Elliot and White Rose actually met. So um, they wanted to get rid of some hard drives that had to do with, I believe, the Honeypot. Um, in this next scene, we get uh, Tyrell and uh, Philip Price. I always like a nice Philip Price. Um, he's always. Thank you for the flowers, sir. If I'm being honest, it was Anwar who sent the flowers. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit at all. But you know what he's there for? Let's just say he's not giving any promotions out. Um, I will say that Philip Price starts to call Tyrell out. He's like, oh, yeah, we found out. We know there's some sticky situation with you and Scott Knowles' wife. Um, but honestly, the way that Philip Price, or sorry, Michael Christ- Christopher del- delivers this, he almost looks pleased to say this. Remains. Scott will continue here. But you, I'm afraid, cannot. He's almost like smiling. I'm not 
not sure what you say, Philip. <laughs> I mean, he's actually laughing at this point. You know exactly what I'm saying. Picturing your reaction. I seldom have time for such imaginings. For you, I was curious, and it could have gone any number of ways, and I found all the different versions quite interesting, I admit. But now, confronted with the reality, I have to say I'm disappointed. Philip, please don't do this. I was on a track. such a good scene. I'm sorry I'm letting this extend. There was a moment, Terrell, a point in your recent past, a, a mistake, a compulsion, a decision, something that led you to this point right now. My only advice to you is right now. find that moment. Find that moment. Understand it. The only way to reconcile this this failure with yourself. Please, sir, don't do this. I'm begging you. That power play. I. I shot this company. Damn, he pulls that hand away fast. Oh my goodness. I, this is such an amazing scene. I'm sorry I had to let that play out. He is... He is so pissed. <laughs> oh my goodness. It is It is such an awesome scene. I, I can't even get over it. So Tyrell getting uh, fired by Philip Price is definitely hands down one of the best scenes of the season. Um, he just freaks the fuck out. Philip just loves delivering it. And he's eating up every word of it. Oh, you know, uh, well, uh, Tyrell, uh, we need you at E-Corp, but, uh, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, it's, it's hilarious. Mostly because we know how big of a shit Tyrell is, but anyways, I just find it hilarious. I, I, there's not much to say about it except for, you know, the expression and the way that it's shot. Um, Next scene, next scene, real quick. Uh, next scene, Elliot is throwing, mis trying to throw Mr. Robot out a window. And at this point, we don't really understand what's going on. Um, did he break into his home, like his old house? Um, a little bit later, we find, I mean, we see Darlene and Angela at that same house. And it looks like there's cameras all over that house. So I wonder if they have cameras of Elliot and Mr. Robot going in there. So anyways, um, let me see, uh, um, Darlene and Angela end up tracking Elliot and Mr. Robot all the way from their house, which they go through and check out, to, um, to the cemetery where Elliot is 
asking Mr. Robot what the hell's going on. I tried to protect your son, but they caught up to us. What are you talking about? That's Darlene and Angela. Trust me, son. I wanted to tell you sooner. Things got too accelerated at the end there. You have to believe that. No matter what anyone tries to do, I will never leave you. I will always be right here. Do you understand that? They're not going to break us apart again. What's going on? Listen to me. Tell me right now. Listen to me because we don't have much time. They're going to try and get rid of me again, and I need you to not let them. Why would they get rid of you? Please, Elliot, listen to me. I will never leave you. I will never leave you alone again. I love you, son. Sits down. What's he talking about? Over a grave. What's he, what's he talking about? Hey, I want to know. I, I want to know. I want to know! Elliot, who are you talking to? You mean I'm talking to. And then we see the cut over his head. Stay back. Stay back. Elliot, you're bleeding. This has got to be an extremely traumatizing thing to ever go through. I, I couldn't imagine. This is happening, isn't it? <laughs> you knew all along, didn't you? As a matter of fact, a lot of people huh? called it. I was not one of them. find out for reals that Elliot is Mr. Robot. I never thought we would get to it, but yes, we are going to go ahead and hop into episode 10, I believe. Well, I mean, Angela does have to go talk to Terry Colby after after all of that, and Terry Colby offers her a job at E-Corp somehow. We don't really understand how that's going on, but some strings are being pulled behind the scenes, let's just say that. And Elliot returns back home, back to his apartment, and Tyrell decides to come in and ask, what the hell is going on? What is F-Society? Financial records will be impossible to access. The encryption key will self-delete after the process completes. What about the backups? I'll take care of that, too. 
China. Steel Mountain. Of course, even when we went redundant. I had the Air Dream Network. I was in all of them. You really thought of everything. Who else was involved? Just me. Well, now it's you and me. I've always told you we'd end up working together, Ali. But still, I have to know, why did you do it? What did you hope to accomplish by doing all of this? What an episode. Honestly, what an episode. Um, so many feelings, so many different plot lines, so many uh, intertanglements within the robot universe. We got Tyrell on board by this point. We found out that Mr. Robot was Elliot and Elliot was Mr. Robot. Like, what show are we watching anymore? Um, just so many, you know, what's in the box kind of deals. It's like, what, what's going to be next? It's pretty insane how uh the majority of this season um uh unfolds at the beginning of season one episode 10 is uh the introduction or the reintroduction of michael hansen and krista gordon and going on a quick little date and uh we really do find out you know michael hansen is uh pretty pissed about the you know the hacking that has happened to him and he's trying to get way more leverage on him with this through his lawyer and he finds out that you know Elliot has hacked Krista as well um Krista really doesn't want to to help in this uh duo but uh Michael Hansen ends up kind of I think he goes home empty-handed and he's also quite a jerk at the, at the same time he's still trying to get with her saying oh this is the best times we used to have time of shit it's like shut the fuck up Michael Hansen <laughs> um, <laughs> uh so I just don't like that guy uh so by this point we um we have some craziness going down on the television Michael's Michael Hansen's watching the news. So as all this is going through, he's watching how the markets are tumbling all over Europe and pretty much all over the world. Looks like the hack has happened. (laughs) 
So Elliot is uh, awoke, woken up by some dude in the parking lot in Tyrell's vehicle. It is the most, uh, like, confusing-ass opening. You're like, what the buck's going on? Um, where the hell is everyone? What happened at the end of episode nine? You know, it's you're discombobulated just as much as he is. Um, and... Uh, He's uh, especially being in Tyrell's car. It's like, what the heck happened? Um, also, there's been some time passing. It appears that there's been about three days that have passed, and Angela has taken the job at E Corp. Um, after the, Angela has been accepted at the job at E Corp, um, Elliot goes back to F Society and finds out everyone's there, you know, trying to remove all of the circuit boards and everything bad, uh, trying to get rid of their uh, prints and everything. Um, and let me see. They want to join F Society. They're organizing protests all across the city. F Society strikes again, potentially potentially lethal gains. F Society gains popularity. Um, you know, NSA launches nationwide search for F Society. Five Steel Mountain facilities supposed to be hacked. F Society strikes again. It looks like it happened. Coordinated attack in China. Global system outages. World economy unprecedented. May hit gridlock. What's going on? So, honestly, with them doing this, I feel like there is a big sense of, like, they did, they were like, let's do this hack, but we have absolutely no gear or no way to uh, figure out what the kind of currency we're going to have after is going to be. It felt like, I don't, you know, maybe they shouldn't have done that. Um, in a way, maybe they should have just had a little bit more, th- you know, a little bit more um, um, follow through with uh, the after plan is what they probably should have done. Next scene, Gideon's finding out how all safes going pretty much under. Um, uh, Elliot ends up showing up at work and um, everyone is uh, freaking out. Sorry, he goes to E Corp to, uh, I believe, find Tyrell. And he finds out that Tyrell has not been there, has left. Um, also, there's some news showing, you know, President Obama um, trying to fix some things within the European market tumbles and the hacks and whatnot, saying, Ephesus, you know, who's responsible for it and whatnot. Um, it does kind of age this show in a little bit, in a, in a way that might not work in 10, 20 years. I don't know, might, maybe not. Um just the fact that they used a real, you know, the real president and stuff like that. Also, F Society has released a video again t- saying, you know, this is what's going to, um, you know, this has changed the world forever. Repeat these words. We are F Society. We are finally free. We are finally awake. So I find that there's like an odd, I don't know, an odd amount of people that are in Times Square dressed up as this F Society mask guy. Um, 
<laughs> I don't really know what to think about it. It just seems like when I first watched it, I was like, yeah, there would probably be people that wanted want to join this, but uh, I mean, do they? Are they not considered part of this hack? Like, it just seems like I'm. I see that it's erase global debt, but has it fundamentally made it more hard to deal with the money that you already did have? So it's like lim, you know, being limited to a certain amount of money a day and stuff like that. It's just uh, it doesn't sound feasible, and there's not really a lot of world building on the front of the average Joe to see how, how that's affecting them as well. Um, Angela is talking to this jumpy guy that works for, uh, E Corp at this, uh, at this point. So while Angela is dealing with, uh, this jumpy ass guy that works for E Corp, who's about to go on television, the F society members are burning all of their, uh, computer hardware in a puppy oven, I guess. Um, crematory or something like that um they end up releasing all of the dogs in doing so um release the dogs um (laughs) and a lot of people would say that the dogs are supposed to be kind of a metaphor for the people you know releasing them from the grip of uh what's it called you know uh, dad um elliot goes to meet um Joanna Wellick and outside of uh, outside of her place and both of them know they're lying and they're hiding information from each other. Um, Tyrell had mentioned that he had met this hacker guy and I assumed that he mentioned Elliot and uh, Joanna is has mentioned talking to Tyrell but yet hasn't seen him in three days. So there's a very odd discrepancy of time and what's going on. Next scene is that slow, slow pan of, uh, um, uh, into the camera lens of, you know, like, I don't know. I can't exactly think of the movie that does it the first time that I've ever seen it, but it's that slow pan in the camera. It's very odd. Um, and what's his face? Uh, James Ploffy, the, uh, the jumpy guy, is uh, played by Richard Beckins. Does an excellent job in the acting department, but uh, holy hell, is, is is did this come out of fucking nowhere? Um, this episode actually had to be uh, pushed back the week that it happened because there was an on, there was a live newscast happening and there was a shooting on there and several people were unfortunately um, killed and it it does come at a time that's you know, extremely difficult to talk about with that type of, uh, violence, but, um, the fact that it happened on the same week that this was going to air is just, uh, it's, I don't know what what it is, but it, it, it's something, um, wow, um, it's, uh, in quite a sight to say, to say the least, this is a extremely graphic, uh, you know, shot, of this guy shooting himself. I mean, I could definitely see how this would be traumatizing on many levels. Um, although this episode does kind of 180 the uh, Angela Moss character, as in I thought that... <clears throat> um, sorry. Uh, it, it definitely feels like Angela was supposed to kind of go through this um, 
arc of like, holy shit, I can't believe that, you know, all that shit's happening in the first day. And then she has to talk to Philip Price, who's giving her advice saying, go buy new shoes and come back to the office later that day. It's like, oh, wow, 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 wow. You can't be doing all that. He literally has zero empathy for, um, <laughs> well, for the fam- I guess for the family or what happened. I mean, he just throws a couple hundred dollars to go buy some new shoes and, you know, tell her to, tells her to come back. Next scene is uh, Elliot going through the uh, Tyrell Wellick car to try to figure out what's going on. Wellick's gone. I wake up in his SUV and the world's about to fall apart. drive that he finds out of some sunglasses that fall from the sunroof and eventually we know where this goes into we he eventually goes to a, a coffee shop and finds out that he's it's a video of himself falling off of the boardwalk which ultimately to me I'm like okay so he's just proving to himself that uh, robot is definitely not there and that he you know threw himself off it's still hard to see because there's people that are walking through Walking, you know, in front of the screen, so it, you know someone could have pushed him off. But um, if they ran by, I'm just saying this video doesn't feel like it. You know, it, it gives us any more information than what we knew in the last episode. So in a way, it feels like it's double reinforced the fact that you know robot doesn't exist and that he has to um, get himself in trouble for robot to to show up. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that was the the right line of thinking, um, but I mean, robot does show up, and then they have somewhat of a little scuffle, and uh, it really shows, in a way, what what could happen. It it shows how Mister Robot can just take control, you know, talk some shit to somebody, him get whacked, and then Elliot's gonna feel it. In a way, it's clever editing, but in another way, it's like, oh shit, it's like, he can just take over and Elliot doesn't even know what's going on. He's just observing from afar. Next scene is the salesman and Angela Moss saying, you know, the 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 salesman knows what just happened on television and he realizes that he's outfitting Angela's shoes and he just thinks that fundamentally E-Corp is a pretty corrupt system. And she just gets livid, pissed. Who the hell do you think you're talking to? Go get me the Pradas, bitch. Like, he literally got told off. Porsche Doubleday just turns it on a dime. I think her acting in this. She's like, it, it looks like she's trying so hard. 
and to be nice, but then she just, it, it just comes out of her, you know, you put some respect on that name, and go get me the Protest, damn it, <laughs> and so, uh, Ellie gets knocked out, uh, in the next episode, when he finds, you know, uh, when he starts insulting some huge guy, when Robot insults some huge guy, um, next scene, Angela and Price are talking about, um, what the hell are they talking about? Oh. Philip Price is not worried about what's going on with the 5-9 hack. And he says that it's people that did it. And it's people that will fix it. And he has an interesting um, way of thinking. An interesting line of thinking. He also has... I don't know. He, he really doesn't give a shit about... Uh, the guy that uh, killed himself, uh, Mr. Poffer or whatever. But then he walks right out there and gives his delivery speech. Oh, he was a great man. You know, that type of thing. I don't know. Um, next scene, Darlene and company, uh, you know, Romero, Trenton, and Mobley are all celebrating at uh, the F Society headquarters to try to get fingerprints and shit everywhere. Um, makes sense for them to have done, to do that, but... Uh, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't make flyers for it. Um, let me see. Next scene is Robot and uh, Elliot really coming to terms with, with what's going on. And Elliot's trying to figure out what's going on with Tyrell. And Mr. Robot's doing a great job at keeping him in the dark of what's going in, you know, what's going on. Um, so... We really find out what's going on in Elliot's head. A world built on fantasy. Synthetic emotions in the form of pills. Psychological warfare in the form of advertising. Mind-altering chemicals in the form of food. Brainwashing seminars in the form of media. Isolated bubbles in the form of social networks. Real? You want to talk about reality? We haven't lived in anything remotely close to it since the turn of the century. We turned it off. We got the batteries stacked on a bag of GMOs while we tossed the remnants in the ever-expanding dumpster of the human condition. branded houses, trademarked by corporations built on bipolar numbers, jumping up and down on digital displays, hypnotizing us into the biggest slumber mankind has ever you seen. You have to dig pretty deep, kiddo, before you can find anything real. Live in a kingdom of bullshit. A kingdom you've lived in for far too long. So don't tell me about not being real. I'm no less real than a fucking beef patty in your Big Mac. As far as you're concerned, Elliot, I am very real. We are all together now, whether you like it or not. So, he's uh, sitting in the middle of Times Square with everyone yelling at him about that. Uh, about F Society and his pops really going off. His family shows up, except for minus Darlene. For some reason, she doesn't show up. Um, and he ends up uh, vanishing everyone in his mind. He needs to be alone, just so he can be with complete silence. Which makes me wonder, are they even ever there in the first place?
No, you don't want that, remember? Remember how you felt when you were alone? Mm. You were in pain. You were miserable. That's why we're here. Those lonely nights when you sat and cried in your apartment. You begged us to help you. You asked us to come. You needed us to come. No! I want you to leave! Leave! We're deep down inside you, Elliot. You can't leave us, and we can't leave you. Ever. It's true, son. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'll tell you exactly what you're gonna do. You're gonna start listening to us. The world is a better place because of what we did, Elliot. You're gonna realize that one way or another. Now here's what I need you to do now. You're going to walk to the subway. So amidst all this chaos, the lady with the parrot you're on the subway. You're going to your train. This edit of him going into tears on uh, on the subway. What a beautiful scene. You're going to get off at your stop. for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast, season one of Mr. Robot. Check in for season two coming out soon. This is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media. EliasRoushMedia.com. Check out all the social media for additional podcast information, links, donation below. PayPal.me slash Lucky Dog Podcast. Thank you for your support rate five stars keep us in the headlines of itunes and in your podcast feed rate share subscribe you already know what to do thank you for listening and take it easy